This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. to grace LSU comes up with it with the winner gives you the insurance Gavin Gidry Riley Cooper coming into relief and absolutely shoving we're going to Omaha how do you like that you like that Tigers are going back to Omaha don't let them get hot all year long Bullpen issues, bullpen issues, bullpen issues. Your bullpen didn't give up a run tonight. Quite frankly, this entire three-week span has been, let's call it what it is, fantastic. Tigers are going to Omaha. Tigers win. Tigers win. What a game. Your senior coming up in the top of the third in K. Beloso, blasting one all the way to Jupiter that Elon Musk on one of those SpaceX rockets couldn't go and get himself. Couldn't go get it himself. Want your Omaha shirt? We'll send you the link. We will send you the link. Oh my God, heavens. Heavens to Betsy. I'm putting the link inside the chat right now. Go get your damn shirts. 
We're going back to Omaha, damn it. We're going back to Omaha. Ty Floyd struggles in the first and third. Doesn't matter. Your bullpen said, we got you. You know what elite teams do in elite situations? They find ways to win. This entire postseason in the regionals and super regionals, you are undefeated. Wow. Look, Gavin Dugas getting hit three times tonight when you needed runners on base. Ball passes by Burke for Kentucky, goes in and scores, gives you two, uh, uh, the second insurance run. And in the most clutch moment of clutch moments, of the most clutch moments that you have seen in Alex Box since probably, let's call it what it is, 2017, your superstar came up with the biggest hit We've, I can't even remember the last time I've seen a clutcher hit than that in that stadium. Four walks on the night. Doesn't bother him in the slightest. And he comes out with a two RBI double. Wow, man. Get your damn shirts. We're going to Omaha. We are going to Omaha, baby. All right. Whew. Omaha's not ready, bro. All these little petty-ass schools out there thinking that, oh, we drink a lot of alcohol. Wait till the bayou gets to Omaha. (laughs) You think, oh, we sold a lot of shots last year. Okay. Okay. No, it didn't. No, you didn't. Bayou Bingo says, couldn't be more proud of them boys. (sighs) Man, 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 man. Cortland says, people who cry about the bullpen haven't watched but one game this season. That's not true. That's not true. The bullpen in the, in the parts of the season didn't step up. But when you don't give up a run, when you do not give up a run tonight, and you don't give up a run yesterday, if you're a bullpen, I know it was just Blake Money. <clears throat> I mean, you saw glimpses of this in Hoover. And, and, and again, as Jay Johnson mentioned this week, the kid, the freshman that LSU had that had the ice water in his veins. Guys, literally, literally five months ago, Gavin Gidry had just got his first step on a mound since high school. And now he's closing the game out for you. I mean, what, a, what an absolutely fantastic performance by Gavin Gidry. It, it was elite. It was elite. He comes in in the bottom of the seventh. He gives up a single. But after that first single by Gillum, Gidger would come up and strike out uh, Walshmitt. He would then strike out Church in the pitch-hitting situation. He would come into the bottom of the eighth, get his third K, hit by pitch, fly out, fly out. Then in the bottom of the ninth, he delivers. He absolutely delivers. Gets the K to Petrie. And then the ground out to Tommy Tanks. Three straight innings of pure dominance for him. Riley Cooper coming into the top of the fifth, or bottom of the fifth. It's throwing me off because we're, we're at home. But Petrie comes up, K's him up, fly out, hit by pitch, ground out. You are elite. And if this team, if this team can legitimately – 
legitimately continue what they're doing in the back end of games, you have a chance to win it all. You have a chance to win it all. So you're one of the eight, man. You're one of the eight. But let's go through the game as you're here. If you're joining us, if you're just joining us, do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to all those Facebook groups if you're with us on Facebook. If you're on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, notification bell. Share it to Twitter. Share it to Facebook. Share it to wherever. If you're listening to us on Fubo TV, welcome aboard. Glad you're with us. My name is Blake Graffino, and this is AYS Sports. Wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe. But look, <clears throat> early part of the game, a lot of things didn't look good. That first inning for Ty Floyd was horrendous. He gives up the home run. He gives up two singles. He gives up two stolen bases in that inning. But it's literally when you have clutch moments like that, even though Ty Floyd didn't have his best stuff today, he didn't have his best stuff today. But when you have those situations with runners in scoring position and you're able to get outs, it's literally what we were complaining about LSU literally a week ago today. Worrying about what we can do with runners in scoring positions. We were on this platform and we talked about it. Well, Kentucky was not able to capitalize on most of the times. A team that doesn't hit a lot of home runs hit three solo shots. I'm okay with it. If I would have come into this series and told you that you would only allow three runs in the entire Super Regional, you would have taken it. You would have taken it. I know that it was a lot of frustration a lot of times, but I will easily, and I mean easily, take two games where you only allow three runs. It was good, man. And then Cooper would come in um, in the bottom of the fourth and just get you out of trouble. Ty Floyd would give up the home run in the bottom of the fourth to McCarthy and put them back uh, closer than what they needed to. He gave up a home run in the bottom of the third to Burks, that, that little hanger that he left out there to Burks, that, and he hit it over the center field wall. That can't happen. Now, he's got to be better in Omaha. You cannot win without Ty Floyd. Now, look, you go into a game one against Tennessee or Southern Miss, they'll more than likely see Paul Skeens. And, I mean, it's like a 98% chance that Paul Skeens is going to go out there and deliver. 99.9% chance he's going to deliver for you. And Ty Floyd and these guys in the pen are going to have to continue to be big for you throughout this entire process. Floyd can't have a, a, an appearance like he did today, but I, I will admit, if your bullpen's going to continue to look like that, and Jay Johnson has a lot, a lot of faith in Riley Cooper, I mean, you didn't even get to your third guy. I mean, you had Thatcher Hurd up, but Gavin Gidry comes in, and Cooper and Gidry come in and close the door. Elite stuff, man. It was elite stuff. When Cooper came in, with one out in the bottom of the fourth. So three and one-third inning. They almost went seven solid innings without getting a run. Almost. But no, they didn't have another one because it was 8-3. They did not have another run on the night. Because you would come into the bottom of the fifth, bam, you're out of there. You come into the bottom of the sixth, Cooper comes in, gets a ground out, a double, a fly out, and a line out to Braden Bear. 
In the bottom of the seventh, Burks grounds out to short. Petrie singles right back up the middle. Uh, Gidry would come in then, and then you get the single by Gillum. And then he would K the next two guys, and you're out of it. You're out of it. So not even having to use a herd in this process is, is gravy. It's outright gravy. Like when you go to Cracker Barrel or wherever you like to go, it, it's grandma's gravy. It's always good like grandma's cooking. So massive performance tonight and massive performance all around. I said this last night, and I know that it was a late night, and I don't even have my voice. I've been screaming literally all game. But I said this last night. This feels like, to some extent, to some extent, two of the most complete games that you've had all year against really good competition. Kentucky's not a bad team, y'all. They're a really, really damn good team. But last night and tonight, when you needed things the most, you got them. You got him. I see this from Blake Doucette. He said it a couple times. He says, Oral Roberts is in. Do we have to uh, say Oral Pauls Roberts on this show? No? No pauses? Okay. Nick Chasson with, I I agree with this wholeheartedly. He says, I want Southern Miss and revenge from last year. I 1,000% agree with that. But Tennessee came through when they needed to. They came through when they needed to. Uh, Anthony B. Saints says, hashtag ask Blake, how likely do you think Dolander or Hall goes game one if we play Friday? We'd both pitch in a day. I mean, I guess it just depends on when you go. Just really depends. Uh, Matthew Landry says, Thatcher heard game two of College World Series. I mean, possibly if if for whatever reason, you never know how Jay's going to do it. If you face Southern Miss, you think Hurd would, would start? I mean, I, I, I doubt it because he's thrown Skeens in, the, in game one both times. So I, I think you got Skeens game one, and then you could have a Hurd-Floyd situation. But, I mean, he's going to Floyd all year long. You have not lost a game with Floyd in him, meaning he hadn't taken a loss. Rodney Kraft says winning game two is, it is, is as important as winning game one. Yeah, I mean, you got to win game one, though, man. You got to. Welcome home, Tigers, Omaha. Absolutely. We got our shirts up there, too. Spectrum Wellcare says hats off to Cooper and Guidry. No, no question. They are – look, the magic moment, and I know that Jay does this, but the magic moment of the night instantly goes to Dylan Cruz. Um, instantly goes to Dylan Cruz. The thing is, though, man, you won this game specifically – specifically off the backs of Cooper and Guidry. Now, I mean, and K. Beloso, and I know that um, um, Tim Tebow, our producer, uh, Zach, mentioned this, uh, what, Zach, three months ago? A- and I pushed back on it. And I'm here to admit, I mean, <clears throat> the three-run home run from Beloso in the third, it- it's electric because you lead that inning off with a double from Trey Morgan, a single by Travinsky, and then the three-run home, uh, home run from Beloso. It's just so massive there, man. It is so massive. And you responded every time they came up and did something. They hit a home run in the bottom of the first. In the top of the in top of second, uh, uh, Dugas got hit by a pitch. You had the chopper or the – not the chopper, but the, the little hit that uh, Thompson had, the one that was rolling down the third baseline and hit the bag. 
Then Cruz comes up and has an RBI fielder's choice, and, a, and before that, a single by Pearson in the left field, and then White would ground out. So every time they did something, you responded in a great, in a great way. You responded in a great way. The thing that worried me a lot, was, and I thought that they took him out too, too early, was Mason Moore from Kentucky was lights out. And listen, there are some times that you've got to come into one of these games or series or weekends with a little bit of a tip of the cap. Tonight, Kentucky played elite defense. They had three guys of, if you're from the batter, but left of second base. Dylan Cruz literally blasts ones into the four hole in that fielder's choice. Petrie, not Petrie, but uh, uh, Gillum is able to get all the way to the four hole and get the runner out at second. Dylan Cruz would beat the runner out at first, or beat, the, beat it out at first. But regardless there, regardless, they played really good. Moore came in and shut you down. Guys, from the fifth, he pitched the fifth, the sixth, the seventh. And then, so the three innings that he was in, he was electric. Boogie, oogie, oogie. You couldn't do a damn thing off of him. But as soon as he left, Williams would come in in the top of the eighth, walk by Cruz, which, by the way, Cruz had four walks on the night. There is nobody in the country that has better major league at-bats in college right now than, than Dylan Cruz. No one. Four walks on the night, but in the eighth, you would get a walk, walk, fly out, fly out, but the one that Beloso had was the one diving, and you're, you were already getting to Williams. Like, you had gotten to him, and this is how I know why, because in the top of the ninth, you get the hit-by-pitch from Gavin Duga. Like, when you had to make a stand and an answer, when you had to make a stand and answer, because the momentum, at least the way that I felt, in the top of the night did not feel good for us. Even though you were up, you were up. You get a, a, a hit by pitch by Dugat, Joe Bear, which let me start right there. He's the line drive single. Thank God that Williams kid is okay because he is an inch away from that ball being right upside his head. But he hits a single right back up the middle off of Williams. Thompson tries to get down the bunt and strikes out. Pearson walks, and they're doing the pitch and changes all throughout this. And then Cruz comes up with a two RBI uh, double, and then the line drive to third base by White, and then Morgan would strike out in his last at bat in Tiger Tiger Stadium and Alex Box. So you did what you needed to do. I, I thought the last two games personally, and look, we have done not every single game, but pretty much even in the midweeks, we did every one of these post games. And like I've mentioned and will continue to mention, the last two days feel like the most complete games that you've played for me. Like if, if you had to chalk it up, this felt like two complete games for me. Now I know that you're going to face guys like Mason Moore. It, 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 do you think that you're not going to see a guy like Moore from Kentucky and Omaha? Because newsflash, you are. you got to stay there. you got to pitch. When they go out and shut you down, you shut them down. Complete game, man. Complete game, at least for me. I don't know how y'all feel. I don't know how y'all feel. Yeah, I lost that one, Renee. Uh, Anders Lee says, folks, has anyone heard what day and what time? No, we have not. 
And look, they hadn't even announced for game three. Like, if they would have had a game three, you wouldn't even know. I mean, you would have known the day. You wouldn't have known the time. I would expect they would get LSU on a Friday. That's what I would assume. Uh, Dwayne D on YouTube says, do guys hit, hit, hit by pitch? Yeah, that's the 7,000th time that he's been hit by pitch. Him throwing the bat down in the ninth after the last plunking got everyone fired up. Agreed. Uh, Ian on Facebook says he got his curtain call. That he did. And he came up and delivered. He came up and delivered, man. Stephen Young says Dylan Cruz got his curtain call. Best to ever do it. We're going to have these debates. We're going to have these debates, but I'm just going to tell you. I- I'm just going to tell you. Um, I'm just going to tell you. If you think Dylan Cruz does not need his – Jay Johnson's – Guys, find out find out something. Check and see if there's something on Twitter about Hayden Travinsky going down. If you can find it on Twitter. I'm, I keep getting blown up by text messages. Uh, Jeff Fudge says, hashtag ask Blake, how does a true freshman like Gidry have influential fortitude or institution? I can't say that. Maybe y'all can say that. I can't say that shit. I know what the word is. I can't say it. Uh, fortitude is shove. <clears throat> like he's done in the postseason because he's a dude man I, I, did y'all hear the comment from um did y'all hear the comment from jay johnson this week he said look nobody on this team challenges gavin gidry's leadership he says something people do it and that's a freshman he said gavin will walk up to dudes and be like hey man did you get that last rep did you get the last rep dude's a dog man he's got the dog in him not talking glizzy uh pen jones says really good infield play by us tonight no question no question i I mean the the jordan thompson Derek jeter play my goodness my goodness i i don't remember jordan thompson um i'm sure he maybe have done something like that before but that is big league that's mlb and the arm strength behind it and I know everybody was saying, like, oh, well, did, did uh, Cruz come off the – I mean, not Cruz. Did Morgan come off the bag? Yeah, come on, man. Come on, man. How are you going to overturn that? There's no way on God's green earth you were going to be able to overturn that. But that's a hell of a play, man. It's one hell of a play. Old Vet says, man, that throw by Thompson. Yeah, it was elite. It was – it's not it, – it was elite. It was elite. Like, it might be the only other play that I can think about in that in that environment was remember Bregman took the uh, CNI single from back up the middle, and he did. He always used to hit the little spin the little spin move on him. He'd press B or, or or circle on the controller and throw dudes out. I mean, those that that right there is elite, <laughs> top of the line, creme de la creme. But what Jordan Thompson did tonight was fantastic. And look, for what it's worth, he played exceptional defense. Really, I I can't remember. I I mean, the only thing that I think remotely happened defensively was the the slip by Cruz in game one. But outside of that, I can't really remember anything that defensively wasn't good at all. 
I mean, <laughs> the fly out to uh, um, Tommy Tanks in the eighth. I, I ain't gonna lie to you. I got a little nervous. <laughs> I was like, oh God, Jesus, please let him catch that. The one that was in the foul ground. I was like, oh God, just be a man, be a man. We're going against the forces of the great tycoon. Be a man. <laughs> but it was exceptional. It was exceptional. Uh, Blake Ducey says, hashtag ask Blake, how many more strikeouts Skeens needs to break the record? I, I would be lying if I told you off the top of my head, but not a lot. Oh, yeah, Napolt did have that error. Napolt did have that error. That's right. That's right. Um, Stephen Young says, Gavin told Jay, I don't care who's calling pitches. I'm striking everyone out. And, and look, uh, 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 Waldschmidt, Church, both went down in the bottom of the seventh. Strikeout, see ya, hi-ya. And the bottom of the eighth, he got McCarthy. And then, uh, I mean, you could hear Smith in that replay, him getting hit by the pitch. But then a, a soft fly ball out to Dylan Cruz. And then the fly out, which we were just talking about with Tommy Tanks out in foul ground. The dude didn't hardly got touched. I mean, outside of that single, man, my, my man didn't get touched at all. I sound like uh, Skip when I say that, at all. His curveball. Gavin Guidry's curveball. <laughs> but, it, I mean, it's true, man. His off-speed stuff is sick nasty. Sick nasty. Uh, Aaron Miller says, LSU to Omaha, we're back. We're back. It's true. Good call there from Aaron Miller. Mark Christian said, Southern Miss revenge game. Well, they got to win first, but I'm with you. I'm with you. I am with you. I, I do. I want them. I, I want them in Omaha. Badly. Very badly. Very badly. I, I don't I don't like how that ended. I don't like how that ended. Skeen's about to throw 15 on Friday. Sheesh. Is that the record? He would need 15 to break it? Hmm. Does it matter if he really breaks it? I mean, does it really matter? What would be really cool is if he tied <laughs> Ben Ben McDonald. Uh, that would send a lot of people in a tizzy. Uh, Jason says, I believe we play on Saturday. I think the Super started that Saturday on Friday. We'll play in Omaha on Friday. We started on Saturday, so we'll play on Saturday. That makes sense. That makes sense. I, I don't know if that is um, what happens. I'm not sure if that's what happens. Let me mention this, too, uh, about tonight. I got three texts about Tavion Galloway. We'll talk on that on Monday. I'm not, I'm not wasting us going to Omaha on a decommitment from a tight end who – I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Let, let me mention this because I thought that there was a very key situation in the bottom of the third that really kind of shift – or in the uh, – excuse me, the bottom of the second that really shift momentum was when Floyd came in there after struggling and getting the – the, pretty much the one, two, three gave up the walk to Smith. 
beginning the one, two, three with three Ks and the Beloso home run. This is where you do have to get a little bit better here if you're if you're him. He gets the uh, ground out to Tommy Tanks. The, the Burks home run, I mean, off of a breaking ball that you've been struggling with all night, he could not find that at all. I mean, I mean you can't keep just throwing fastballs up there. They were they were waiting on it. Uh, but Gillum got the, the single to center field, then Waldschmidt got the single to left field. So back-to-back hits for Kentucky after the home run. He's got two outs, and then he gets the guy striking out. I, I know that it wasn't the best overall performance from Floyd, but, man, he just, like, he would give up a home run and then lock in. It, it literally happened every time. It happened in the first, second, third, and fourth, where he was giving up a couple hits. Outside the second, where he kind of locked things down, the first, third, and fourth, he would give up the bomb and then turn right around and shove. In a tight game like that, I understand pulling him, but I don't want to make it out completely that he just was horrendous because he wasn't. He's throwing a lot of strikes, and they just tattooed on him, man. They had his number, and they had his number in April. They had his number in April. He just could not find his stuff tonight. But I don't think he was as bad as some thought that he was at all, at all. What would be interesting, I see this. I'm going to go off David Mobley's here, but I'm going to add to it. He says, Gavin Gidry likely to play shortstop in future years, if not second base. But, man, I, I, I don't know if you don't put the kid at second next year and tell him to come in and close games. I mean, you can't the, – the kids got – look, Gavin Gidry's got something special up there, man. He's got something very special. And if he can continue to spin it the way that he's spinning it, then, I, I mean, you're going to have to probably do both with him. I'm not telling, I'm not telling you to, to pitch him every day or, or at least – or even every weekend, but if a situation calls it, I, I mean, you're already seeing it in Florida, and God, God bless it. I hope that we do because you won't face him other than this. I, I mean, I, I do hope that you see Florida. I mean, they got Caglione that's doing it. I mean, it's not impossible. You're seeing more and more dudes do this uh, every single year. Hell, the best pitcher that you saw, that you've seen since Ben McDonald, arguably, literally gave up what he was doing on the field to just just be on the mound. Now, I'm not saying that Gavin Gidry needs to do that or just pick one, but the kid's just too goddamn good, man. Too goddamn good. When you come up in, in clutch, clutch situations like you did tonight and you're fooling some of the best dudes, I mean, look, man, we can say whatever we want to about Kentucky. They are not a bad team at all. Not at all. Adam says, not sure who's more excited, us LSU fans or the bar owners in Omaha. I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, Pooh Bear says, I can see Skeens breaking the record in the College World World Series Championship Series. Could too. Could too. 
Uh, uh, Carlton Landry says Omaha will be epic. That it will. That it will. Shane says Texas different time is it two to two in the fourth. Uh, That's going to be an interesting game. That's going to be an interesting one. Penn Jones says was told Gavin is related to Ron. Ron Guidry? What am I missing here? Nick Chasson says it's almost as if the pitching coach announcing he's leaving fired up our pitchers. Well, I, I mean, look, I, I know it's something that we've talked about and a lot of people did not want Wes Johnson here for whatever reason. Um, man. Man. Uh, Ian says, I thought that earlier Gidry goes to second and still comes into pitch and clutch situations. Yeah, I think that's what you got to do with him moving forward. That's what you got to do moving forward. Uh, Ron Gidry, Louisiana Lightning. That's right. That's right. Thank y'all for the, the history lesson. I forgot about that. Uh, Anders Lee says, we are in bracket one. Bracket one always plays on Friday. Uh, we just need to figure out which game. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to play, I mean, look, if you're going to play on what, Thursday? Would it be Thursday or Friday? I mean, Friday. If you're going to play on Friday, yeah, man. I, I mean, just be there for game one. <laughs> Steven Perlou says, Beloso bomb. In his last game at the box after contemplating retirement is a movie. You have a couple movie line, uh, movie storylines in this one. You got like if this team, if if this team had a movie made about them, if this team had a movie made about them, you think of the storylines in it. You you start the um, you start the movie off with your second baseman, damn near losing his sight. One of your better hitters, let's call him what it is, and have and Hayden Travinsky gets hurt again. You have the number one and number two, arguably, fighting over semantics at this point, but the number one and number two overall picks in the major league draft. You start sliding late. Your pitching coach is leaving. You have a you have a lot of big lines here. Coaching changes. Freshman having to come in in the bottom of the seventh. <clears throat> Kenny Futch says, Clutch Cruz, Omaha bound. That he was, man. That he was. I, that and that's a storybook in and of itself. I, I tweeted that. I mean, that's just so such a storybook ending, man. Such a storybook ending. I mean, let me let me go to the tweet because I'm gonna I'm gonna put this up here. Let me see. Here it is, right here. Let me share this right quick, Zachy. But storybook, this is why I tweeted, storybook, what may be Cruz's last at bat in Alex's box, bases loaded. Now, he obviously wouldn't come back um, 
or he would come back and then do this. I mean, he just delivers. He, he just delivers, man. Completely and utterly delivers for you when you needed him. And that's kind of like how he's always been, man. I mean, dude, he had walked four times tonight. So when we go through this Super Regional and wrapping it all up into a bow, Paul Skeens came and delivered for you, got his curtain call. Team stepped up around him, put up massive amount of hits, massive home runs, and he gets his curtain call. And look, a guy that we had kind of somewhat written off, Blake Money comes in, he shoves. You go with your game two guy, a guy that does not have a loss on the season in Ty Floyd, kind of has a rough start, but you have to lean on the probably and arguably the biggest question mark on your team in the bullpen, and you go with a guy that has been up and down his entire career at LSU and Riley Cooper, you go to a guy in Gavin Guidry who, quite honestly, you don't know what you're going to get from him because in the beginning of the year, of the year he, he was just inconsistent. But over the last couple of weeks, he's the most consistent guy, arguably, out of the pen right now. And then when you needed him the most in runners in scoring position, even though it had been a struggle of the last two weeks, you delivered. It's what elite teams do, man. It's what elite dudes do. It's what elite teams do. I, I mean, you can look at it from football, a football perspective. When you're going up against Alabama last year and you're throwing a corner route to a true freshman in the back of the end zone thrown by Jane Daniels, whether it be Kim Mulkey and her team, with Jasmine Carson coming off the bitch and hitting those threes, Alexis Morris, Angel Reese doing their thing, or it being tonight where you got to lean on a freshman for a couple of innings, massive amount of draft picks in baseball, and everybody in the country wanting Paul Skeens. He comes here, he delivers on Saturday. By the way, the rain delay doesn't just affect Kentucky. It affects everybody. LSU is affected in that. So the culture and standard that Scott Woodward has brought in with these coaches. Look, man, Kim Mulkey in year two won a natty. Brian Kelly won the, the, the SEC Western year one. And we're going to Omaha in year two under Jay Johnson. We are going to Omaha. Tell me a program that's had any better success in the last year and a half. Hell, just in really the last six, seven months. You build a standard in a community of winning, and this is what you get. When you go out and spend money for elite coaching, when you, let's call it what it is, when you go out there and spend money in recruiting in the transfer portal, this is what you get. Ain't, ain't nobody in here right now saying they hate the transfer portal, are they? Hell no. Ain't nobody in here saying they hate the portal right now. You are the outright standard in college athletics. Name a team that's done what you've done. Name a program, I should say. You're not going to be able to find one in the last seven months. 
what is your expectations? What is your expectations for LSU? It is to win in everything. In the last seven months, Scott Woodward delivered. The puppet master. Over the weekend, Kim Mulkey gets a hundred, uh, I mean, a million dollars from the state government to go start on renovations for the PMAC, promises of foundations and spending for the PMAC already underway. The plan's being executed. And by the way, it's not slowing down. It is not slowing down at all. My, your, my expectation, your expectation is when you put on those three letters and you are a fan of those three letters, LSU, the expectation is championships and you're delivering. Whether you want to call the SEC West title a title or not, I do. I do. It's a massive accomplishment. Try, so, Michael, track and field is top five. Damn right they are. Damn right they are. Mark Christian says, Jay Johnson recruiting through transfer portal while being interviewed was great. Yeah, it was great. He don't care where them kids come from. And, and here's the truth. You go to Sunday school. You go grab a beer at the bar. You go to a crawfish bowl because your wife wanted to go have some crawfish with her buddies. And y'all all sitting there, and somehow college sports gets brought up, and y'all start talking, man, I hate that transfer portal. You ain't saying that you knew. Ain't saying that you Do you hate Angel Reese, Paul Skeens, Tommy Tanks, Jaden Daniels? Nah, I probably shouldn't have said the last one because some of y'all lunatics. But (laughs) – Where do y'all think – what do y'all think's happening? Why do you think you're getting all these elite recruits out of the portal? You think they're coming here because Louisiana's fantastic, although it is? You think they're coming for the women? Well, well I mean, I, I mean, you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, Jeb says, can we, uh, can we some bread – to get the pins off the field. Can we get some bread to get the uh, pins off the field? Yeah. When we talked to Jay, when we did the interview with Jay in person, uh, me and Trent, um, and this has already been through, you know, I asked him about that and he said, you know, I'm sure there's something in the process there. I'm sure there's something in the process, which that's Jay Johnson speak of, you know, Hey, we're we're already in the works or stuff like that. Jay knows what he's doing, man. Rick says he's right there. Uh, that there's nowhere else like the box, and it lit it lit up this weekend. No question. Uh, LSU fans, I keep clicking off of it. LSU fans, I hate the portal. Also, LSU fans, I love Burrow and Reese, and tanks, and and skeins. What y'all going to do when Daniels wins the West again and gets you to a playoff? What you going to do then? Uh, Ian says, they sure as hell ain't coming for just the food. Hell no. There was a story ran about Thatcher Heard. He gave all of his NIL money to the food bank. 
he gave 10,000 meals. Now, I'm just going to I'm just going to throw this out here, okay? 10,000 meals Thatcher heard was able to provide for the p- food bank. Now, I'm just going to say that how much how many 10,000 meals? How much money would that be? Uh, Blake says, imagine LSU wins it all and the fans that have the autographs on the team poster may be priceless. I mean, look, literally, like, literally right here in the studio, we have the LSU glass case with, a, with this helmet. Well, I'm not, gonna, I'm not getting it out of the case. I'm not getting it out. I'll, I'll take a picture of it and post it on Twitter. Of Paul Skeens and Dylan Cruz, and it's never getting touched. Got the signed jersey right here. Got the burrow over here. Ain't getting touched. One of them comes from the portal. Another one comes from the portal. Uh, Ryan said $5 per meal. So 10000 divided by five. Mm. No, that won't work. Or times five, not divided by five. $50,000 Thatcher Heard gave to the food bank? Is that fifty grand? Hmm. Wonder what Skeen's got. Rob Boudreaux says, even if it's a dollar, that's still ten k, Right. Right. Miss you out there, Blake. Yeah, I know a lot of people were wanting us to go over there and get some beers, but, uh, man, we're here doing the postgame. We're here doing the postgame. Got to do it, bro. Got to do it. Fire DA says, I think he said in that interview it was 30,000 mils. Jesus Christ. Carter Harris says, Dylan Cruz is the best in LSU history, not a shadow of a doubt. It's hard to, it's hard to argue that, man. It's hard to argue that. Yeah, I, I get, I'm getting some of the messages from you guys about the shirts. I appreciate it. If you're buying them, keep buying them. Uh, Blake just says, says, hashtag, where's Ben sleeping? He need to be celebrating with us. Hell no. He went, I mean, he'd been partying all day long. He's been partying all day long. No. That man is exhausted. That man's laying down in bed. That man ain't going nowhere. That man ain't going nowhere. Yeah, uh, Dennis says that Travinsky, that's one tough dude. Man, look, and we, and we faced that. We faced that. Same situation. Guys, who was the team? Who was the team from, um, was it A&M or South Carolina when they came, when somebody got hit in the throat? Or was it Alabama? Alabama. So, <clears throat> I mean, we saw that before. And, man, when, when we came out, when it came out of the break and they had said that he got hit in his, in his uh, throat, Man, I'll be real with you. The other guy passed out because his his airway started swelling. And they had to carry him out. I mean, that's scary, bro. That's scary. I mean, 
And then the Williams, the the Joe Bear line drive to Williams. A, a, initially, initially, just kind of like glad I was able to go back and watch it. But I really thought that it hit him in the head. I thought when it hit his glove and knocked his glove off, I honestly thought it hit him in the head. And then because he was already kind of like leaning down, I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, hell. I mean, that, that's not good, man. I, I mean, look, I'm as happy that we went to Omaha more than anybody, but, I mean, come on. I mean, come on. Uh, Paul Skeens at the end of the night um, is driving around on a golf cart, <laughs> picking up all his teammates, saying he's bringing everybody to Omaha. Uh, Bart Smolke says that was Hester versus Florida back in 2007. Yeah, man, tough, tough, tough. And that player got carried off too. Yeah, he did. I mean, you just a tough son of a gun, bro. Just a tough son of a gun. What else can you say, man? I mean, like, what else can you say? All right, guys, I'm going to put the, um, I'm putting the link in there. I'm putting the link in there. Oh, there it is. I'm just going to put it in there again. I'll tweet it back out t- uh, tonight. But we didn't do the Go Mahal. We did the Omaha, E-A-U-X. Go get your shirts. Jay says, let's give huge props to the fans in the box. Much love. Jay's right there, and we have not brought that up uh, here tonight. Sitting around all in game one, I-, I mean, and then for the box to be as electric as it was, it was, it was electric all night long. And... That's what you get, man. It's a complete and odd. Like, when you hear a home field advantages, there are home field advantages everywhere, but not like that. I mean, some places you can reminisce that, like you can remake that kind of situation. You know, like you can go to Arkansas. You can, I mean, there are times where you can go to Florida. Like, Florida was rocking this weekend. You can go to South Carolina. There are so many places you can go that remake that, right? But... Not like, I mean, this weekend was one of the most electric atmospheres you can be in. And I would assume since the first time since 2017 that Omaha is going to be rocking too. There are going to be people wanting to take off and go, and I don't blame them. I don't blame them. But the fan base delivered. And they always were going to. They always were going to. The, the best thing that could have happened for walk-ons this weekend was that the game got delayed seven hours. I bet you Brandon Landry's made more money than he knows what to do with. You know, one of my buddies was in, um, one of my buddies was in there the whole time, and he said, Blake, I mean, they were just slinging beer out of there. Guys, if you can find the Tyler Alexander, uh, there it is. Uh, Tyler Alexander, our good man, over at EXP Realty. Dude is fantastic. Top 2%. Guys, you're looking at the number one real estate agent in the country. Right here. Especially, especially in Louisiana. My man literally is in the top 1%. He says, Blake, we split an Airbnb in Omaha. P.S. I'm buying a shirt. <laughs> you already know, cuz. No, no. Mom already told me I got to take her on vacation again. Uh, but, yeah, if we get to championship-type stuff, probably. We'll cancel those plans, or she'll come with us. 
Justin LaGrange says, hashtag ask Blake, you are the Pirates GM. Who do you take, Cruz or Skeens? I take Skeens, personally. I just, you know, personally, I take Skeens. Specifically with the Pirates, I don't know how much that you guys keep up with it, but they just signed their center fielder. I think it was like five, an extension, like five years, $175 million or something like that. Um, and he's still in arbitration. So I guess it just depends on what you think, what they need, and they know more than what uh, they know more than I do on what they need. But I just don't think that you get to a place where um, you don't go skeins because they have a lot. Like they got Nelly Cruz, not Nelly Cruz. What's the shortstop's name? Oh God, it's it's slipping my mind. But I mean, they have a premier shortstop that he's been out because he broke his ankle. Um, but I, I would go Skeens. If if it came to be equal, I would still go Skeens. He's just been that lights out, man. And there's not a there's not a lot of human beings in the country that throw 102 miles an hour. If you uh O'Neill Cruz. O'Neill Cruz, thank you, uh Steven. Um the guy that was throwing 104, 103 for Tennessee last year, his name also slips in my mind, but he's already he got called up last week. Like, this time next year, Cruz, I mean, not Cruz, but Skeens might be called up by the Pirates because he, they're not going to let him sit in AAA and do what he's doing. They're not going to let him sit in AA and do what he's doing like that. They're going to call him up. I just think that when you have a guy like Skeens, you just can go a long way, man. You can go a long way. So, for that reason, I would go Skeens. But if you go Dylan Cruz, I, I'm not. there's no argument for me. There's no argument for me. I, I, Cruz has just been the best baseball player, arguably, the last three seasons. And when you hit for a 430 average in your last season with your club and you hit 17 home runs, maybe you can get a couple in Omaha, who knows, you get a you just get the most electric player. I mean, he walked four times tonight. Now I would I could count this right quick, but LSU baseball stats. I mean, let's see how many times this man's walked. I mean, he is the the epitome of having the best leadoff hitter maybe in baseball. I mean, so he walked four times tonight. He's walked sixty five times this year. Sixty five times. I'm trying to look at plate uh, uh, plate appearances. 202 at-bats, so then add 64 walks to that. Or no, I think, no, that's total. So a total of 220 at-bats, 61 walks. I mean, that, that's ridiculous, man. That's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Dwayne D says, Skeens and Jay Johnson with the recruiting interviews. I saw that. Yeah, he was uh, – You, it kind of felt like he was taking – he was kind of trying to talk to his buddy from Air Force that's in the portal. Penn Jones says Pirates are cheap and will not draft a player that they have to pay big signing bonus to. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe it's not either one of them. Maybe it's not either one of them. Ben Joyce, he's hurt too, isn't he? He's hurt too. Stephen Lowe says you can't grow or you can't go wrong with either. Uh, hope they go one two in the draft after delivering number seven. It's true. I did too. I did too. Michael Roby says Buckethead and West Bank Popeye needs to go to Omaha. Yeah, they need to start a GoFundMe. They need to start a GoFundMe. 
Get Buckethead to Omaha. That kid followed me on Twitter, too, uh, after I found out what his real name's, uh, name is. Um, but, yeah. Paralu says, when Skeen said he's probably going to buy a house in BR. Yeah, that man's really enjoyed his time here. Uh, I, I'm not going to share a story. I don't think it's the time to. But I know of a place that Cruz frequented, and not a bad place at all, um, to fully immerse himself in the culture, like restaurants, stuff like that, nothing bad. And he wasn't out there doing anything bad at all, not even remotely. Not even remotely. Blake says, they can be selling them glow sticks. (laughs) True. Well, I know if Skeens needs a realtor, I got one. I got one. His name's Tyler Alexander. Dude's electric. So we wait on Tennessee and Southern Miss, man. And a team that you probably want revenge for. I'm going to be real with you. I'm going to secretly pull for uh, Southern Miss tomorrow and hope that they get it done. So that you get to get a little bit of revenge. Let's get a little bit of revenge on this tour. You know, LSU struggled at times against Southern Miss when it came to what you had out of the pen and what you had starting. Let's let them see Paul Skeens because ain't nobody outside the SEC seen a guy like that. And, hell, you're going to get Wake Forest too. At some point, if you win, you're going to get Wake Forest and then the arguably the best two teams in the country go at it. At some point, you will get them, and the two best teams in the country, you will go at it with them. And you hadn't played Florida, another team in your conference. You missed them this season. They look really good. (laughs) They look really, really, really good. So we'll see. We shall see. Get to a couple more of these. I'm... Okay. Uh, Chad says, what a great regional and super regional boys are showing up when they need to. Glad all the negative people are gone. Clowns. Yeah, I mean, people sitting around all day, man. They get antsy. They get antsy, man. What can, I mean, what can you, uh, what can you say? I mean, I would be pretty upset too if I sat around for seven hours waiting for a ball game. I would be too. No question about it. No question about it. Tasha Thibodeau, the real LSU Tiger Nation, says, go Mahal, baby. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Yeah. Clay Phillips says, go and enjoy Omaha. I've been twice. Vandy won both times at Rocks. Yeah, he got to throw in his Vandy thing there. He's got to throw in his Vandy thing. Josh Forbes says, go Southern Miss. Yeah, I want them. I, I want to face them bad. I know that's going to – now, the, here's here's the topic of the night or, or the week. It says, do you throw hard against Southern Miss or Tennessee? No. Because if you throw skeins and you win, I don't know. I, I don't know. But let me tell you this, and I agree with Zach here. Do you, do you hold him for Wake Forest? And I'm just going to tell you. Well, 
Couple schools of thought there, Zachy. Couple schools of thought. Did you think you, you, he'd throw him against Tulane? I don't know. It's a good question. It's a good question. But we he ain't gonna tell nobody. <laughs> he ain't gonna tell nobody. You gotta get there first. You gotta get there first. So he's thrown them in the in game one both times. And I, I guess it really just depends on what Wake Forest does too in this and to some degree. But they got they got guys, man. They got got they're a good team. They're a really damn good team. And I hope you face them, and I hope you do have schemes. I hope you do have schemes. But you you don't want to be in that loser's bracket, though. You don't want to be in that loser's bracket. Uh, Mark on Facebook says, whoever is the best changeup in your staff, that is who you throw against Wake Forest. Okay, that's pretty uh that's pretty detailed, man. Sounds like my man my man's watched some Wake Forest. I mean, they scored twenty two runs today. I hope they're out of them. I hope they get I hope they're out of all their uh I hope they're out of all of their uh what do you want to call it? Slump the slumps. What the f word am I talking about? I hope they're out of runs. I hope they hit their limit. What am I talking about? Bart Smokey says, throw skeins, then go herd. You need uh, a second pitch uh, versus Wake Forest. We'll see, man. It's going to be interesting all the way around. All right, before we wrap up here, Stephen Lowe says, I was shocked when Jay pitched skeins versus Tulane. I was too, but it's the right decision. Was the right decision. All right, guys. We will see you tomorrow. Go get your shirts. We're going to have a lot of Omaha to talk about, baby. Feels good to be talking about college baseball. And, you know, then we get into mid part of June. We still maybe get some wins here. Then we, we're right in there for football, man. We're a month away, a couple months away. All right, see you tomorrow. Y'all have a good one. Peace. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.